Now to an alleged attack on a group of Peruvian villagers in the Amazon by a group of ETs. Yes, extraterrestrial beings. This is all over the Peruvian news over the past few days. Uh, was this faked? Well, was this carried out by humans made to look like an alien attack, preparing us for a fake alien invasion? Of course, something we've been very worried about from the deep state and the military-industrial complex. Um, is this fake or is this 100% authentic? Let's try to get some answers. Timothy Alberino is a filmmaker and a journalist who's lived in the very same jungle as these Peruvian villagers and had some very strange things happen to him in this same region and he joins us now to have a wide-ranging discussion about it. Timothy, welcome to the show. I love your research, and I love what you're doing. Thanks, and welcome to Redacted. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Our pleasure. So let's start with these villagers, right? We, I don't think we particularly know exactly 100% uh, the details here, whether or not this is real, whether or not this is faked. Let's just start with what these villagers say what happened. I want to play a piece of this Spanish news report here, and then we'll come back and we'll translate this, and we'll talk about exactly what is happening here, and you can start with this gunfire, watch. Se trata de habitantes de la tribu Iquitu del distrito de Alto Nanay en Loreto, quienes denuncian ser víctimas de violentos ataques por parte de seres desconocidos. Necesitamos apoyo para nuestra comunidad. Los niños, mira, se ve los niños, no duermen, están ahí las madres desvelando, señores. Son extraterrestres estos señores, son vestidos este, con blindados, son tipo del hombre verde que parecía el hombre araña, igualitos son señores. Yo les valió dos veces y no caen, en vez de que caen se elevan y se desaparecen, señores. Okay, so we saw gunfire, it's dark, we hear the tribal leader talking about this. What was he saying and what were we seeing in these first few seconds of this news report? Okay, so this incident began when a 15-year-old girl was abducted by strange beings in the jungle. She's from this village. These are the Iquitu tribe, members of the Iquitu tribe. It's the village of San Antonio. It's in the district of Alto Nanay, near Iquitos. And this, apparently, this 15-year-old girl was abducted and she was able to break free from her captors. She ran back to the village. Uh, she sustained lacerations to her neck. There's pictures of her online with her neck bandaged up and bloodied. And you can actually see the lacerations. Um, and when the villagers found her, she was in a state of shock. I read that she was in shock for a few hours, couldn't talk. She was just in, in terrorized, absolutely terrorized by whatever had happened to her. And at first, I think the villagers, they didn't know what happened to her. They assumed that uh, whatever, whoever had attempted to abduct her were, were human perpetrators. And so they, they grabbed their guns and they started running through the jungle looking for these individuals. And instead of finding human beings, what they encountered ostensibly were these strange entities, which the villagers themselves are calling extraterrestrials, definitively. Um, they're, not, they're very unambiguous about this. Um, and in that video, that's what that gentleman is saying. He is the leader of that, the tribe in that particular village. And they've been terrorized not just one day, but ongoing for weeks. And this has been happening primarily at nighttime. Um, he said that they're not sleeping. They, they, and I, the videos uh, that have um, surfaced show these guys flashing, shining their flashlights around the trees that surround the village. They're shouting. They're obviously in a genuine state of terror. 
Uh, all the women and children are huddling together in the middle of the village as the men are walking around the perimeter with their guns and flashlights, and they're firing at something in the jungle. Uh, they've got shotguns, they've got rifles, and they're, they're shooting at something in the jungle. And according to these gentlemen, these villagers, what they're seeing are seven-foot-tall entities that are arrayed in silver armored bodysuits. Uh, the gentleman uh, makes reference to the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. And what he means is that in the same way that that uh, character in that movie had that bodysuit with armor on it. Right. That's what he's talking about in a mask. Sometimes they're saying these entities have a mask. Sometimes they're saying also that they're dressed in cloaks with hoods. Um, but I think they're referencing to the legend of the Pelacaras, the face peelers who approach these villages and try to abduct people. And they're often dressed in cloaks. Um, they're saying that, uh, that one of the interesting details is that these entities apparently have discs on their, the bottom of their shoes that project a red light and that enable them to float off the ground through the jungle about a meter off the ground. And they can also lift off into the air. Uh, so when the villagers fire at these entities, they see them, they shoot them. The entities are apparently bulletproof and, and they just, they disappear or they float off into the jungle. That's what they're saying. And, and the way that they're describing these entities disappearing is, is uh, reminiscent of the, the, the predator from the movie where they sort of disappear, but you can kind of still see them moving around. And in fact, uh, there's videos uh, of the villagers flashing their flashlights, and they're actually, they actually, in one video, they see the entity that appears to be behind a tree up in the sky, either sitting in the tree or floating behind it, and they put the flashlight on it, and, and I think, now, of course, this is subjective, but I think you can actually see the entity. It moves its head, and it looks like a large gray alien. And it, it, it has that, that uh, bulbous head with the large almond-shaped black eyes. In fact, you can even see the flashlight shining off of the eyes. And it, and it, it slightly moves its head around. Um, and I believe that that is actually what these natives are encountering and what they're shooting at are these beings that they're seeing with their flashlights at nighttime. So I don't know what exactly is occurring there. I can't confirm or deny any of it, but I will tell you this. The villagers were so distraught that they, they demanded the presence of the Navy to come and, and help them with this problem, to protect them, to defend them against whatever this is that's attacking them. They haven't been getting sleep. They've been staying up all night, the men, um, in, a, in, a, in a state of vigilance. And they're very distraught. I mean, that is for sure. Whatever's going on, these people are very disturbed by what's happening. The Navy showed up. The police were on the scene. They did an investigation. And what did they conclude? I believe today, the the Peruvian uh, press, by the way, has been taking this very seriously. For I was going to say, that, been... in a lot of the reports I've watched in, out of Peru, you'd think that they would you'd do, it, do it how the United States does it, sort of jokingly. They'll play X-Files music. You know, behind it, they'll all. say now to a funny story in Las Vegas where a group of people think they saw mm -hmm. aliens in their backyard. They didn't handle it that way at all. The Peruvian press across the board has been treating this as very serious. Gravely serious. That's how they've been treating it. 
Interesting, interestingly enough, today there's an official narrative coming out. From the, the Peruvian Navy, government. From the Peruvian government, the Navy is saying we investigated and we've determined that it's minors. Angry it's miners? Illegal miners. Illegal it's illegal miners. miners. So, so there is a historical precedent for this. The fight? miners, when the miner, exactly, when the miners are, want to work, operate in a particular area, especially if there's a native tribe in the area who have legal right to the land, they'll try and scare them off. And they'll, they will use uh, one of the many legends. There's many, many legends of different things in the jungle, paranormal stuff. And they will dress up and pretend that, you know, they're, uh, the Chukchuyaki, for example, and run around and try and scare the villagers away off of the land that they want to mine. And they're mining both on land, but primarily in the water. They're, they're, and they dump mercury in the water. It's a very destructive form of mining. And it's illegal. Um, and they have done that in the past. But <laughs> like you said, uh, they don't, they're not so sophisticated that they can float around in the jungle, A, and B, they're, they're certainly not bulletproof. Right. And, and these miners are not going to continually harass a village that is shooting at them with with rifles and shotguns. Right. Right. And, and now with and, all the media some, attention and they've been repeatedly, even despite attention. the media attention. Right. So you have cameras there now. And this has been happening in multiple locations. In fact, recently, about it seems like about a month and a half to maybe two months ago, another report. Um, of this sort of pelicata story, this idea of the face peelers. A man's body is found right in, I don't know if it was in the water or nearby, uh, with his face like entirely removed, almost like surgically removed. But you mm -hmm. lived in these villages. You lived in this area of the jungle. Mm -hmm. um, and you experienced some pretty remarkable things as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? What you saw when you were well, there? Well, I can't go into detail because it would take a very long time, but let's just say that I've experienced paranormal activity in the jungle in those areas. And I've never taken ayahuasca, by the way. I've, in fact, I'm, I dropped out of high school and moved to the Amazon when I was 18 years old. And I spent a lot of time in the jungle and I lived with the villagers. I lived with, the, uh, with hunters and with lumberjacks, very, very close to this region, basically in the same jungle. And uh, I know a lot about their legends. As I said, I've had my own experiences, not with this, not, not, not anything exactly like this, but different kinds of paranormal experiences. But what's interesting is, is this legend of the Pelacaras. Now, this is an old legend in the jungle, and it's a living legend. It's not uh, something that used to happen. This is ongoing. This is something that the jungle people will tell you about. The Pelacaras, Pelacara means face peelers. And uh, the legend says that these entities, these face peelers, abduct people from the villages and they mutilate them, much like the cattle, cattle mutilations that we're all familiar with in the United States. These people are terrified. And this, this video is compelling. And of course, it brings up a larger question about, well, is this sort of laying the groundwork now in these sort of remote villages for this idea of, a, of an alien invasion, right? And what we've been warning people about on our show with interviews with Dr. Stephen Greer and Dr. Michael Sala and others is that the idea that the deep state, that the military industrial complex will, of course, has been pushing for disclosure of what these recovered craft and alien bodies, et cetera. But they're going to say that they are nefarious and they're going to sort of push us into uh, sort of a defensive posture that the reason we need to spend billions more for our military budget is because they are dangerous creatures. And so uh, when I see something like this, I have to, my skeptical eye 
appears that it says, what is, what is going on here? You know, is this some sort of right, cooperative, so. uh, cooperative effort with, with these creatures and the United States government or the, some sort of a governmental entity? Or is this purely what it is, uh, face value? Well, that would be terrifying if, it was, <laughs> if the government was, was, was uh, cooperating yeah. with uh, seven-foot-tall gray alien beings. That would, be, that would be the worst case scenario, I think, actually. I'd rather have it just be <laughs> extraterrestrials. Right. Um, but, you know, this is interesting because uh, when we look at what's happening in our own government, uh, General Milley just came out, I think, yesterday and said, basically um, discounted Grush's testimony um, and said that, no, the military doesn't have any evidence of, uh, of uh, alien crash retrievals uh, or certainly alien bodies, anything like that. So he's, it's, an, it's a public denial of David Grush's testimony. So what we're seeing, at least in the United States, and I think what we're seeing in Peru right now as well, is a dual narrative at work. And, and I, I talked to my friend uh, Richard Dolan, who's, uh, I think, the, the preeminent ufologist of, of our generation. And, and Richard and I agree that, that we have a dual narrative coming out of the government. You have a, a secrecy group that wants to keep the lid on this thing. And then you have another group, apparently inside of the DOD and the intelligence community, that wants to inform the public, wants some level of disclosure. So there isn't one dominating narrative here. There's, there seems to be a conflict waging, uh, raging behind the scenes in regard to disclosure. And, um, and, and that's playing out in, in the response, the official response from the Pentagon regarding Grush's and the other individual's testimonies and, uh, my, and uh, Millie. So you have the, the, the military's position, you have, you have uh, other people coming out in the intelligence community who are both affirming Grush's testimony and denying it. So you, you have a dual narrative here. You have a, a conflict uh, raging behind the scenes. And I think that explains a lot of what's going on. There's not one, uh, there's not one narrative that's being pushed. There are two. There's right. a push for disclosure and there's a push for non-disclosure happening right now. Or I would even say, I agree with you 100%, although I would even say the, the push for non-disclosure may be falling in line with it's a threat disclosure. And we need to keep it, you know, we, yes. need, to, we need to keep it in this lane here. We will disclose it like Millie. Yes, there are UAPs. We will disclose that part of it. But we believe it's a threat. We're not going to go so far as to, you know, the Grush side of things. And I think maybe that's what's these two dual narratives that we're seeing sort of emerging. Well, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm going to agree that uh, that the, there is a real danger here for, let's say, a gl a a global response to an alien threat, the consolidation of power by a by a let's say a global cabal. Right. The, the one world government, this desire to form a one world government, the new world order, that this certainly could be furthered by citing an alien threat. Mm. Right. Oh, Advanced right. alien beings that are in possession of technology that is far advanced of anything that we have. They obviously constitute a global threat. Right. And so what does a global threat require? A global response and so you can see how this could be used and i think it will be used i think you're correct that it will be used to consolidate power in a global body and that is of course a threat to the sovereignty of the united states 
So, so I would agree with that. But at the same time, uh, I also want to acknowledge that there is an alien threat. I think the alien threat is legitimate. I mean, we have, for example, we have a large body uh, of data relating to alien abductions. And that data lends itself to scientific inquiry. It has all the proof, all the evidence you would ever need to prove that the gray aliens exist in a court of law is in that body of data, the abduction phenomenon that's been going on for decades. And this is something that the government doesn't talk about. Believe me, this is the last thing the government wants to talk about is the abduction phenomenon. They'll talk, they, the government wants to couch this conversation in anomalous phenomenon, right? Alam, uh, anomalous phenomena, lights in the sky, uh, ambiguous things that we can't really figure out. Let's sort of try and figure this out together. That's where the government wants this conversation. They don't want to talk about the decades of, of an aggressive cover-up that, that has been per perpetrated by the government and by these uh, Department of Defense military contractors, specifically aerospace contractors, who have been recovering crash retrievals and the bodies for decades and reverse engineering the technology in secret in these deep underground military bases and doing who knows what else with the technology. And what is it that they know? What do they know about these entities? And I think um, so I think there is a, a, a clear and present danger as it relates to these, these entities. That is real. But, but again, let me reiterate that also we need to be cautious because the global response is also coming. And that's also very real. And that's also very dangerous. The consolidation of power by a global entity to, to combat the alien threat. Well, I've been hearing from a number of insiders, I mean, over the past week high-level insiders who are very concerned about what's coming. Uh, that's why we're doing this story. That's why we're covering this. And I hope that people will see this story and understand that we're, you know, we're, we're approaching this with an open mind. We don't know what happened in that jungle. We're telling you what those villagers have said. We're telling you the history and the context of the situation there in that village um, and that jungle. Um, and we're telling you this sort of larger geopolitical context of which this is unfolding right now. And if, if you're sort of ignoring it, I think you're just sort of you're trying to compartmentalize the news, you know, ignoring one of the major stories of our time. And really, I think that's a huge mistake. I think it's a huge mistake. Um, I and, do I think too. It, and, and I'd like to add that, you know, this incident that happened in the village of San Antonio with the Ikitu tribe, it did not happen in isolation. There, there have been and always are other incidents ongoing in this area. I mean, there's all kinds of UFO activity. People are always seeing UFOs. I've seen UFOs out here in this very same region of the jungle. And there's, other, there's a handful of other incidents that have happened uh, surrounding this particular incident. So this, this did not unfold in isolation. There's, um, and there's, there's been sightings of strange beings by other people who are not associated with this tribe that have been unfolding for the last couple of months. And, and in different parts of this area, different parts of the jungle uh, around in the vicinity of the city of Iquitos. So it's not specific to this tribe. So here again, we have a problem that the miners uh, explanation kind of falls apart because it's not localized to this tribe in this village. There's other things that have been happening. And in other parts of the jungle in Peru, also in Pucallpa, a, a couple of teenagers claimed recently that they were injured by a UFO 
that that hit them with some kind of a laser or something. And 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 these kind of stories, as I said, are always happening. And I don't know why there's so much high strangeness that happens in the Amazon jungle, but uh, it does. The darkness of it, the expanse of it, perhaps. Um, yeah. The seclusion, it's, the remoteness. Yeah. 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 Fascinating stuff. And uh, I was thrilled to have you on, Timothy. Continued great work. Uh, many of our audience may have seen you on Ancient Aliens, um, of course, and continue the great work that you're doing there. I really appreciate it. hope you'll come back. hope you will be a, be a frequent guest here on Redacted. Absolutely. And uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for watching this segment here at Redacted. We are live every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time trying to share the stories that the mainstream media will not cover. You should also come over and join our community of Redacted Rebels over at redacted.inc. That's our private locals community where we can share exclusive content that we simply cannot share here on YouTube. Come over and join the rebellion together right now by going to redacted.inc. We'll see you next time.